Good morning, and thank you for tuning in to Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. I'm just not going to interrupt whenever I hear Roxanne going. Great song, great tune. That is Fantasy Frenzy brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky, locations in Spruce Grove, Leduc, and right here in West Edmonton Mall. I went by today. It is the first of the month, so I had to uh, make a little deposit, grab some jerky. Uh, it is in the Sports 1440 fridge right now, Brandon. If you'd like to grab a little bit after the show, or perhaps during a commercial break. I don't want to say that too loudly because you leave it in there sometimes and it's gone before you know it. You know, those CFCW and K97 folk, they jump in there. Well, yeah. I mean, how could you not? If uh, if you catch wind or more likely catch a whiff of the uh, Wilhawk beef jerky, perfectly seasoned uh, beef jerky wafting throughout the studios uh, like a pack of wolves, you'd think everybody would be full of candy today. Schlemko said he was. Uh, I offered him some more because we still got... More than a few pieces laying around the studio, but he respectfully declined, saying he'd eaten enough of his uh, his kids last night. He said that apparently it is t- very popular now to be getting handed full-size chocolate bars. Well, I don't want to call out big candy, but my gosh, like shrinkflation... Have you seen Reese's peanut butter cups that were handed out this year? It's a, it's a tough scene. It is... It's quite, yeah, it's quite bad. Snickers, we brought some into the studio yesterday. They look like one of those pot of gold chocolates, but smaller. Like, I feel like the the Snickers used to be a rectangle. Now they're just squished right into that square. A literal cube. Yeah. Yeah, We could cut two centimeters off and save millions, and they did it. Like Kevin was saying, at at this point with the shrinkflation thing on, well, everything, but uh, very noticeable on the snack-sized or fun-sized candy bars, it's cheaper to just buy a pack of full-size ones to give out as opposed to however much you got to spend on a box and give like 10 little ones just to feel like you're not jipping the the kids coming and knocking on your door. It is ridiculous. So yeah, yeah, that's good. I'm glad to see the the full-size bars going out. But like, even if you look at, I'm going to have big candy coming after me, but the the Smarties, the Smarties boxes are so much smaller than they used to be, the full-sized ones. So it's tough, but uh, hopefully all the kids out there tuning in, and I know there's many skipping school to listen to our program today or tuning in on the podcast on Apple or Spotify. Hope you guys all had a great night. Got a lot of candy. Uh, for people in the sporting world, I, it, a very interesting night as well. I started to go to bed early, and I missed the Oakland <clears throat> Vegas Raiders clearing house last night. It happened around, what, 11 o'clock? I woke up, my phone was going crazy. My buddy Johnny's a big-time Raiders fan. He's thrilled. I can see it in the text line already from Lance. It says, comment, today is a good day. Yes, the Las Vegas Raiders clearing house. Mr. McDaniel, you're gone. How could you not be after what's going on in Las Vegas? The team firing their general manager as well. Brandon, you mentioned it in the update. Antonio Pierce. The linebacker coach, I believe a Super Bowl champion with the New York Giants, taking over as the head coach of the Vegas Raiders. It'll be interesting to see what happens there and how that impacts them as a, you know, as it relates to this show offensively. Like, we can talk about their defense all we want. I don't know how many of you guys would want to start the Vegas Raiders defense on a week-to-week basis. Maybe there's matchups you like, but... If you're Antonio Pierce, the new head coach, and you're instructing your new offensive coordinator, I mean, it's it's got to be like, let's let's find a way to establish the run, but we got to get Devontae Adams in the offense. Hunter Renfro, who's basically been the milk carton guy, he's lost, he's missing. 
got to try to get him back into the offense and they'll do so with Aiden O'Connell who is going to be the new starter of that team so Jimmy Garoppolo looks like his time as the Raiders quarterback is done unless something big happens maybe an injury of some sort but crazy what happens you know the night we missed out on it the the Las Vegas Raiders making some changes a 1-833-401-1440 is the text line if you want to get in on the conversation you can also email us connor at sports 1440.ca and brandon at sports 1440.ca today on the show gonna be a lot of fun we've got Shanna Goldman of The Athletic joining us coming up in about 15 minutes give or take uh writes at The Athletic but also part of the Too Many Men podcast with Allison Lucan and Sarah Sivian which you can get on Spotify and pod and uh Apple Podcasts as well so if you've got some NHL questions for Allison, you can get those in to the text line, one 401 Did I say Allison? I meant Shayna. Shayna. Uh, to last night in the NHL, kind of a slow one, but if you had Elias Pettersson, which Brandon, I thought I did. I literally was like, oh, EP hat trick. Go check out uh, hockey pools or office pools uh, for the Sports 1440 Fantasy Frenzy pool. I didn't take him. I really thought I did. So I've I've been seeing his success in kind of chuckling from afar like yeah gonna be moving up the standings certainly did not take him and uh wishing i did but uh Pedersen, what can you say about him i mean he's he kind of quietly had a great season last year offensively but I, I think ryan whitney had him in his dark horse mvp conversation like he, he's a heck of a talent out there yeah between him and uh quinn hughes who yeah. was the uh, in-house pick here kevin carries his choice preseason choice for the Norris Trophy this season uh, and he's certainly making a case for it early so between those two guys and then I think we said this earlier when we were kind of teeing up the NHL season uh, from a fantasy perspective like Vancouver's got guys uh, Thatcher Demko back between the pipes he is a legitimate uh, top tier goaltender in the NHL he was great again last night um, Pedersen JT Miller uh, Quinn Hughes on the back end. They bring in, bring in Philip Hironik who's an offensive minded guy and uh, originally like, right off the hop was going to be Quinn Hughes's main partner. Um, they've got plenty of players. Brock Besser, we saw him explode offensively versus the Oilers at the start of the season. So the, the Canucks are doing their best to, um, you know, I think prove some people wrong and, and playing under head coach Rick Tockett, certainly a different looking team than we've seen in the previous iterations of Travis Green and Bruce Boudreaux. Uh, the Canucks aren't going to go away quietly in this specific division, kind of up for grabs with the Oilers somewhat stumbling out of the gate here and Vegas running away with first, but there's two more playoff spots plus the wild cards to, to go uh, in the Western Conference, and the Canucks are going to be making a play for them, I think, all season long. Text here from Walter. How can kids be gypped, air quotes, when receiving a free piece of candy? Well, te- technically you're right. It is free, but the companies, in my opinion, are the ones who are kind of sticking it to the man here. Oh, 100%. Like, oh, we're just shrinking everything and we're charging more. It sucks. It's the it's the holiday spirit, Walter, and a different version of it, Halloween. Uh, but it's a day that I think everybody has a pretty positive outlook and you're willing to yeah, hand out some free candy to children. Like, uh, I don't know how or why we're questioning uh, giving candy to kids. Like, uh, this is, don't you remember when you were a kid, Walter, and the excitement of getting a full-size chocolate bar at uh, one stop and after maybe a few doors of just getting handed a pair of tiny little snack-sized ones? I never had that problem growing up out in the sticks. Everybody gave out full-size chocolate bars and full cans of soda and homemade popcorn balls. That was without a doubt always the best possible option to get from a house. Um, but yeah, I, I get where you're coming from. It is a free free gift, if you want to call it that, from the homeowners to the trick-or-treaters. But I still think you can approach it with the mindset that uh, 
kids might feel a little shortchanged for putting in the effort to their costumes and walking up and down the blocks. I don't know. It. Uh, I, I always love the excitement of getting a full-size chocolate bar. I like when we used to get a can of like Coke or Pepsi. That was a big one for me too. I mean, you, you as a kid, you appreciate everything. Like you're stoked to get a, a pack of Rockets. But if you get a full-size bag of chips or chocolate bar or pop, that's a big time. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. in the grand scheme of things, Walter, yes, you're getting free stuff. You should be appreciative. Uh, Spruce Grove, Steve texting in one 401 Boys, will you trade James Cook for Ramondre Stevenson? Patriots schedule is more running back friendly. The, the one thing when I look at the Buffalo Bills, you know, I, I feel like it's still going to go through Josh Allen's arm and James Cook's going to have success. But Latavius Murray, they signed Leonard Fournette. When you look at the New England Patriots, I think running the ball is going to be crucial to their success. The schedule can definitely be a factor. But on that depth chart right now, it's Ramondre and Ezekiel Elliott. So, I, I mean, I think you're counted on Ramondre Stevenson a little bit more here with the New England Patriots. What do you think, Brandon? Uh, would you make that move? From a fantasy perspective, I can definitely see where um, Spruce Grove Steve is coming from here. Uh, and he talks about the Patriots schedule. I think it was this week we had somebody say the Patriots had an easy schedule down the stretch. I can't remember if that was them or somebody else uh, or a different team. But it was the Broncos, I think. The, oh, yeah, right. Somebody said the Broncos is an easy schedule. The Patriots are one of the teams on it. Um, but coming up, the Patriots play the Commanders, now without their top two defensive linemen. Uh, the Colts, the Giants, Chargers, Steelers, Chiefs. Both of those two teams have very good defenses. Uh, then the Broncos, Bills, and the Jets. My concern with a team like the Patriots and the upside of a running back, fantasy-wise, is that they will almost always be trailing. They're not a good team. Yes. They're, they're a team that will probably challenge teams on a week-to-week basis because they are still coached by Bill Belichick, and those teams will always compete or should always compete but I don't see them protecting a lot of leads and getting bonus yardages from a running back that way. And uh, as much as they maybe don't want to, if they stick with Mac Jones or maybe do make a change, probably going to have to be throwing the ball a lot because they're probably trailing. The other side, the Bills are a team that in theory flip-flops that narrative and will be in the lead a lot because they are a good team uh, and might give James Cook some uh, upside that way. Stevenson, more of a touchdown threat probably, but I think James Cook will probably get more touches and in turns in turn more yardage. I'm torn. I don't know whether to say I, I would pull this trigger or not. Um, long term, I think James Cook's the better option. But um, to be to give an answer, I will say uh, no, I would not make the trade. Yeah, I mean, it's not an overwhelming one for me. I do think that with the Bills, there is also that threat of Latavius Murray getting touches later on in the game because you're up and you, maybe you don't want James Cook to have to carry the load entirely. And like I said, Leonard Fournette, I mean, the upside's there. You've got to think at some point they want to try to see what they have there with him on their practice roster. But yeah, that's kind of a meh one for me. And I'm not running to take that trade. Realistically, uh, if your team is, your fantasy team is one competing for a championship, a playoff spot, I don't really think either of these guys should probably be starting running backs for you. Maybe a spot duty in a bye week uh, type situation because there's a lot better options out there. Um, and maybe you have a really deep league and you're even playing three running backs uh, in your starting lineup. I was in a league that did that up until this season. We made the change. So uh, unless it's something like that, I really wouldn't be starting either of these guys, uh, definitely not on a week-to-week basis. Slurpy Sean says, who are the psychos that hand out granola bars? That's what I want to know. I mean, I've never handed out granola bars. 
Is it the ones with the chocolate covered? Because some still, of those are pretty good. I mean, they, they are good, but it's still not in the um, not in the spirit of the event. It's candy. It's not. Yeah, a chocolate covered granola bar is not candy. It's a trick to make you eat something healthy. <laughs> but is it really that healthy? No, <laughs> almost, <laughs> almost certainly it's not. Air quotes healthy. Yeah, I used to think. Uh, what are those fruit chews? I used like, to think like Mott's fruit snacks. No, or? they were like they're straight up candy. They're like chewy fruit ones. They sell them at Costco. And I used to think they were healthy. Like, I went to Costco, bought a bag, like, yeah, clean living, avoided the uh, sour soothers today, and those are not healthy either. So I feel like that's granola bars. Like, there's a myth around it. Like, it could be healthy. Uh, Lance says, I always hand out full-size bars. See, Lance, that's why you won that trip, because you're a good person. And karma is a real thing, and it came back and rewarded you. I did that once when I first moved out, and no kids came to our house kids walked past saw like the pumpkin we had orange lights up looked in and then walked away i was and you can't say come to my house because then you're kind of a weirdo but yeah the full-size bars good people or like a bunch of small ones certainly good patty and spruce says hey guys listening to the app maybe you want the listeners to know thank you for listening on the app patty and spruce uh driving to calgary today qe2 and we're parked at a standstill just north of red deer okay so for those of you heading down to calgary or red deer or Anywhere in that vicinity, maybe you're, you're Brandon heading home. Avoid, uh, well, I guess you can't really avoid it. You're kind of on, you a, can, you're uh, on you the can, route, right? You can try and dip off uh, to maybe 2A, roll through Lacombe, Blackfalls, uh, Pinoca if you get off early enough. Uh, that would be my best deviated route to recommend. There you go. Um, we appreciate those up because we don't have a... a, a traffic person anymore i don't know if that's going to change but we do appreciate the traffic updates uh coming in here very quickly before we get to break steve from drum heller says short change question mark last night was the first time i've ever I've actually felt bad about halloween always loved it but my kid got so much candy it's disgusting we're gonna have to give most of it away and we're limiting where we go next year people are getting generous i that's what i said this morning when i was talking with uh, kevin about it i said i think the narrative has flipped where now it's kind of this next generation of parents maybe that they grew up with more of this modern version of Halloween uh, and maybe did get just, they like were going door to door and getting just this, maybe one snack size candy bar. They're like, I never want to be that person. And now it's kind of the next, the next wave. And, and I keep going back to the point, like I did not go door to door, walking down a block for Halloween. It was get in the vehicle, mom or dad drive. Well, it was usually mom. Cause dad was milking cows. Uh, drive myself and my sisters, maybe a couple friends were along with us, like one range road to the next up and down miles at a time to all the, uh, the neighbors, friends, family in and around the entirety of, uh, what's technically Red Deer County, but outside of Delburn. And, uh, and it was, it was a different experience for me growing up for Halloween. So anybody that's saying, uh, there's a few texts that's saying I'm a little misguided on these things about saying kids are getting gypped. I don't mean it that way. Sorry if it comes across, but, uh, but yeah, my, my experience for Halloween was different. I'm gl- I just hope everybody has a good time. You get enough candy to fill your sweet tooth. Maybe you can st- stash some because it doesn't exactly go bad. You can pick away at it over the course of the next month. And, uh, and the parents always need to take their, uh, their parent tax out of the bag as well. <laughs> that's, that's a thing. I think I saw, uh, Matt Cassian talking about that on Twitter. 50%. Teach them a lesson. Now, Victor very quickly says, one house in my neighborhood was offering shots of alcohol to parents out trigger drinking with their kids. Gotta like that. And also saying, I think granola bars or fruit snacks are when people run out of candy. That could be it. Slurpee Sean says, he wants to know about the, the, the granola bars. 
not chocolate covered. Costco chocolate chip and fiber ones. Hey, fiber is important. You gotta you gotta get your fiber into your diet. Get that in the kids young. Uh, those lessons will carry on and when they get older. We've got Scalding Gord saying he loves our show so much. Spreads knowledge and opinions without being condescending. Thanks, gentlemen. Well, I don't know. Maybe people think we're condescending. It's it's possible. It's all up to interpretation. Cat Dad says candy was a lot cheaper this year and a lot of snack size boxes were under $15. Last year, they were all over 20 Well, that's a good size. Hey, if you're going to charge less, you can make them a little bit smaller. I'm on board with that. I also think that like a lot of the, the generation that is trick-or-treating right now had to go through a lot the last couple of years. So let's reward those kids, get them the big ones. Dustin said, we handed out chocolate-covered granola bars. When we ran out full-size bars, we had more kids than expected. Those Kirkland granola bars are on par with most chocolate bars. Yeah, I get it, man. When they're covered in chocolate, maybe you mix it a little peanut butter or caramel pretty good okay let's take a break here we'll get back to the text in a little while here we're already running late uh when we come back we're gonna get to shana goldman of the athletic talk little fantasy hockey so get those questions in one 401 it is fantasy frenzy on sports 1440 brought to you by will hawk beef jerky Welcome back to Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440, presented by Will Hawk Beef Jerky. Connor Halley and Brandon Douglas with you on this fine Wednesday morning here in the city. Hope you guys all had a fantastic Halloween last night. Uh, the, the text line's going crazy. A uh, very polarizing conversation about Halloween candy and uh, the proportions of the candy and the amounts and all that sort of thing. Keep those coming. one 401 1440 You can also email us, Connor at Sports 1440 and Brandon at Sports 1440. 40.ca right now we're gonna get to our fantasy wizard brought to you by the canadian brew house you can join the cbh for monday thursday and sunday night football for your chance to win awesome game day prizes and qualify for a chance to win a trip for two to the super bowl in las vegas uh brandon's gonna be somewhere tomorrow we'll talk about that a little bit later on the program though where you can go hang out with brando and potentially win a trip to vegas or even a home opener of your choice next season but right now we bring in Shayna goldman from the athletic also one third of the too many men podcast with Allison Lucan and Sarah Sivian, which you can find on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Shayna, good morning, good afternoon. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for hopping on today on the show. Glad to have you. Uh, I just want to ask you, you know, when you're looking kind of from a points perspective in fantasy hockey right now, uh, I guess there's some names that might be a little bit surprising to people. Some of the the youngsters starting to find their way offense, offensively in the league. Uh, has there been any players so far this season, and I'm talking mainly points-wise, that have surprised you that you think will continue their pace and you know finish higher up in the scoring race than we would have thought potentially? I was going to go immediately with someone who maybe I was surprised is up there and won't be, but... You know, it's someone who stands out to me as someone that I was asked a lot about last year, and that's Sam Reinhart. Reinhart created so many quality looks last year and just couldn't cash in on his chances. It was a team-wide problem in Florida. It wasn't just on his shoulders. But we saw that especially in the first half. Like, he continuously struggled to convert, especially on the power play. And he still had a 30-goal season. Like, it was still a very good year. But the rate that he's going this year is a little bit more impressive for me. And how he's clicking with Barkov, you know, that line, they're generating a ton of offense for They're one of the best combinations in the league. And they're not conceding much against and not allowing many goals against either in their minute. So that's someone I think jumped out to a better start than I expected and could be, I think, one of the more valuable players you know, or across the board for, for fantasy players. Shayna, on the flip side, there's always those players that start off a little bit slow, and we've certainly got a lot of text coming into us about that. You know, is it time to move on from so-and-so? Uh, has there been any player out there, or maybe a couple, I guess, that you think have started off slow, but, you know, the upside is there, best to hold on to before you make that move? Yeah, it's probably Dawson Mercer. He's 
the person I've been asked about the most this year, and it's been such an odd start for him. You know, Dawson Mercer is someone that came into the league as a center, but the Devils have seen more value in keeping him in the top six, which means playing on the wing. But the benefit of that for him is he gets Jack Hughes and Nico Heischer. And this year, it doesn't matter who he's played with, he's outright been bad. You see his shot generation is like half of what it is last year, and you can see his scoring generation has absolutely sunk too, to the point where now that Nico Heischer is out of the lineup, you would expect Mercer to move up and shift back to center, and the Devils rightfully haven't moved him there because he hasn't earned it at all, and they don't want their top six dragged down. I have to think something changes there. Shana Goldman of The Athletic joining us here on Fantasy Frenzy. Funny you mentioned Mercer. As I as I asked that question, we got a text asking about Mercer, but also asking, would dropping Barzell to add Stevenson be a lateral move out of frustration or a good move? That came in from Eric. Yeah, I think Barzell is a tricky one because like he's never going to get you the shot generation you might want from, from a fantasy player. But here's what's good. You know, you look at that combination to start, Corvette plus Barzell, and the offensive creation was there, but with Holmstrom on that right wing, they had zero goals for a five-on-five, which is pretty terrible. That good offensive generation really kicked up a notch with Andres Lee, so I can't see them not picking things up soon. They're one of the best lines in terms of expected goal generation at five-on-five now, and there's definitely scoring talent there between Lee and Horvat, so I think he's going to keep uh, pick it up. I would keep him for now. Shana Goldman from The Athletic joining us here on Fantasy Frenzy on Sports 1440. Hallie and Douglas with you. Uh, Shana, anybody the, like myself that reads your stuff and, and keeps track of what you're posting on Twitter, you're, you're big into the underlying numbers game. Um, and, and you've already mentioned a couple of uh, players where, like you said, underlying shot metrics and things like that playing a role. Are there any other guys, guys out there that, based on the analytics and the numbers that we don't see on a uh, standard box score stand out to you as uh, either they've had a really good start to the year and they're just waiting to, for that bubble to burst or, uh, or vice versa. Maybe they've been doing something that has exceeded expectations in what the underlying numbers tell us so far. It's probably Frank Vetrano, right? You know, nine goals at this point in the season is something no one saw coming. And that line of Vetrano, McTavish, and Strom has been good offensively, just not this good. So that's, you know, I expect the bubble to burst to an extent there. I think they're still going to be productive. We know Vetrano has finishing talent. We know Mason McTavish has superstar capabilities, and Ryan Strom can be a facilitator on that line. Like, they're probably going to be good secondary scoring, especially once we see more consistently that top-line role with Carlson. But do I think that he's going to keep up at this rate and be among the top scorers in the league all year? Absolutely not. Sticking with the Ducks, we had this text in uh, no name on it. Oh, Narmo uh, coming to us here from in the city. Uh, Pavel Minchikov uh, making the Ducks team out of camp here, their top 10 pick from a few summers back. Uh, won the role over Owen Zellweger, and he's patrolling the top power play unit. Do you look at Minchikov as a, a long-term option in a standard points league? It depends how deep your league is, honestly. Like, I think having a power play one quarterback is going to always be valuable because if you get a power play point, you're getting a point somewhere else too. So it always helps to double dip whenever you can. Um, but the problem is we know the capabilities of the Ducks versus other teams in the league. Like if you could have Kale McCarr or Adam Fox or Charlie McAvoy, like those are going to be superior options. And you never know with the young player the sustainability of like how their production will last. I think he's someone to ride for now, though, especially when you look at the Ducks schedule. Like, this week they're a four-game streamer and they're playing on a couple light nights. Like, that's more – I'm sorry, they're a three-game streamer this week, but that's, like, more than ideal. You know, if you have someone that's a depth option versus your star player, like, you're going to make the room for Nathan McKinnon every single night to ensure he can play. 
But everybody else, you're going to fill in the gaps around that. So if you have someone with a favorable schedule, which the Ducks have right now, you'll always have space for them. And on those lighter nights, that's someone that can you know produce for you. Shana Goldman from The Athletic and the Two Mini Men a podcast uh, joining us here on Fantasy Frenzy. Shana, last one for me for you. Uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins, they sit at the bottom of the Metro Division. Uh, their power play has been pretty much a disaster so far this season, uh, despite the superstars they ha- can send out over the boards on a nightly basis. What do you make of uh, that setup, and is it uh, way too early to be cutting bait on guys like, uh, say, Eric Carlson or some of the other superstars down in uh, Steel City? Yeah, I think it's too soon. You look at the Penguins and you just see how top-heavy they are, how much they're producing with Malkin on the ice or Crosby on the ice, and they're getting nothing from their bottom six. I think they have zero goals for with that fourth line on and maybe four goals altogether with the bottom six on combined. Like That's pretty terrible, and it's going to hurt the defenders who play with all four lines. I can't see the Penguins not finding their way. It feels like they need to adapt to what this team is now versus what they were when they won their championships a couple years ago. So it's on the coaches to make some adjustments, and I think the players will settle in better than two. It kind of reminds me of when Carlson first went to the Sharks, and it took some time to like figure out how the lineup needs to be arranged around having so much high-powered talent. And they, they hit their stride eventually, and I think the Penguins will too. They're too good not to. And I think Mike Sullivan is too good of a coach to not adjust as well. It's just going to be a little bit of an adjustment period. And it's obviously been a really tough one for them. Shana, just one more question. Now, this being radio in Edmonton, I have a question for you about one of the more polarizing players on the Oilers roster this year. And he's played eight games and there is, you know, potential for bonuses kicking in or cap hits next season with Connor Brown. And no points right now, but we've seen him in the past score 20 goals on a couple occasions. Uh, obviously, you do have to factor in that he is coming back from a serious injury last season now what do you make of connor brown and you know maybe less fantasy but real life uh, as an option for the edmonton oilers going forward and and what can we expect out of him for the rest of the season i was really high on this signing one the structure of it i think is great for a team like the oilers but two you look at what he can bring to a lineup at his best and going back to his full you know his last full healthy season in ottawa was a prime example of it when a team was looking for that Blake Coleman option of their own, he was a standout option for me because he's someone that is so good at pushing play up the ice, right? He's so good at carrying the puck up the ice, and he's a really strong playmaker, and all of that kind of goes into, like, the best offense. Uh, the best defense is a strong offense, you know, if you're keeping the puck out of your own zone. And he's someone that has the skating speed and the puck-moving ability to keep up with someone like McDavid, who he obviously has, you know, history with, too. I can't see him performing this poorly all year I think he's extremely extremely rusty and you know adjusting to a new team that has its own flaws to work out in their own zone I think it'll work out I'm hoping for his sake it works out because you know he's a good player at his best it just uh, has definitely been a much tougher start than I think anyone could have anticipated for him yeah uh, there's a lot of people that he definitely would agree with you Shana thanks so much for doing this today we really appreciate you coming on no problem thanks for having me there you go that is Shana Goldman of The Athletic also Part of the Too Many Men podcast with Allison Lucan and Sarah Sivian, which you can get on Apple Podcast and Spotify as well. You can also get us there. Uh, do us a favor right now. Go subscribe. We really would appreciate that. And while you're there, Too Many Men also, uh, they do great work. Uh, it is the Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you. Brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. And that was our Fantasy Wizard. Brought to you by the Canadian Brew House, Brandon we got Thursday Night Football. Where are you heading this week? Without it right in front of me, if I uh, recall our conversation from Monday before you uh, jetted down to Leduc, I think I'm headed to Jensen Lakes. 
which if you're not familiar is the North St. Albert location of the brew house. So I've never been to that one before. I'm excited to go check it out. I have to assume it's kind of one of the newer facilities uh, here within our, or just outside, I should say, our city. So I'm excited to go check it out. Uh, it's always a good time at the brew house. The, the game for tomorrow night, I'm going to be honest, doesn't jump out at me as one that I'm super pumped for. Um, but uh, we'll see if uh, if Will Levis can uh, duplicate the success he had last week as uh, as the, the Titans kind of look to roll with him still under center. So that's maybe the one thing I'm really excited about tomorrow night. I mean, that is one thing you certainly want to watch out for. Will Levis, I mean, is DeAndre Hopkins going to have a big game? Derrick Henry's still there for the Steelers. You might have Deontay. You might have George Pickens. You might have Najee. Maybe it's a deeper league. You got some other guys. Pat Fryermuth, is he healthy? Maybe he'd be good. Uh, but you also have the Edmonton Oilers. So you're there for football, but the Oilers game's going to be on as well. So the Oilers take on the Stars, and we know you like your Oilers, so why not go there, watch the game, have a bite to eat, maybe get a uh, a beer from Brando, and go to Vegas or qualify to go to Vegas. That'd be all right. I rang the bell for the first time when I was out in the Duke. Whoa. I managed my Big tab. Baller. Yeah, it was pretty embarrassing. That The bell's kind of hard to ring. For those who don't know, it's like right by the bar. And when you ring it, you have to buy a round of shots. So I, I picked my my time well. I, I, I kept my order to a minimum so I could buy a round for the entire bar. And it was a cool experience. I'll try to do it again next time I'm out, but I got to work on my technique for that, that, that bell. It's all the way at the top. You got to you gotta really get into it. And I was trying to play it cool. So yeah, go see Brandon Jensen, Lakes, Steelers, Titans tomorrow. That's a 6:15 kickoff. Then you got the Oilers at seven. So it's definitely going to be a very good time. Uh, lots of texts coming in. We're talking fantasy sports. We're talking Halloween candy, all sorts of things. And we'll keep that going. When we come back from the break, it is fantasy frenzy here on sports 1440 brought to you by Wilhawk beef jerky, Hallie and Douglas stick around. We'll be back right after this. We are back. Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you. Brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Home of Alberta's best beef jerky. Locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall. WilhawkBeefJerky.com. 1-833-401-1440 is the text line. If you want to get some questions, comments, smart remarks, as Crush used to say, into the Sports 1440 inbox. We've got a lot coming up here. Uh, should let you know, though. Uh, we've got plenty coming up on the Old Sports 1440 Airwaves today. The Lowdown with Low Tide will be coming up in about 20 minutes time here. Declan Kruger is the toughest guy to find on Twitter. His name never pops up when you search him. But he did tweet out earlier that today on the show, they will be joined by Ian Herbers from the University of Alberta Golden Bears hockey team. Head coach will join them at 11 or 1220. And then at one o'clock, they'll also have Bruce McCurdy from the Cult of Hockey uh, on the Jason Greger show today. Jam-packed show. Dave McCarthy of Sirius XM. Tyler Uremchuk of Oilers Nation. We'll have Pete Jensen on. Talk a little NHL fantasy. Mike Rupp, former NHLer, current just general stud, doing it all. I think he's Penguins analyst. NHL Network. He's on the Pat McAfee show. He's everywhere. Yeah, I seen him uh, doing color in the uh, Penguins broadcast when the Ducks played them earlier this week. Uh, nice little comeback win late for my Ducks. Mason McTavish, uh, we just talked a uh, little Ducks with uh, Shana Goldman about the Frank Vetrano hot start. Yeah, I um, I don't anticipate that continuing, but that line looks good. It's, it's the second line technically behind uh, Carlson, Terry, and Zegers, but it's 
producing like a number one line so far this year, so I'd love to see it. You were probably a little upset when he took that penalty, but oh, Mace. Mace knew what he was doing. No, it was all part of the plan. He, he, he's, he's like, listen, teammates, I just need you to kill off this five-on-three here in the last uh, couple minutes. I'm going to come out and score with the 12, 12 ticks left. Yeah. Not a problem. No big deal. You guys see me win gold for Canada? Heard of me? Yeah, that guy's got the clutch gene. He's awesome. I love him because he played for like 17 teams in two years. He just like played hockey nonstop. One season end, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to Europe. Okay, I'll go represent Canada. Okay, I'll go over here. Like, yeah, like it's between Switzerland, <laughs> the World Juniors, the Olympics, the Ducks, two different junior teams. Yeah. And he got to, he was allowed to go play some AHL games uh, right out of the draft as part of like a conditioning stint uh, when he got injured before getting sent back to junior. It was uh, Quite the whirlwind for uh, for young Mason McTavish, who I think was actually born in Switzerland, but of course is uh, Canadian by uh, nationality. So Good to have him. Good to have him. Heck of a player. Uh, Victor says, we gave trick-or-treaters a choice, full-size chocolate bar or full-size bag of Sour Patch Kids or Fuzzy Peaches. Ooh, Victor, why didn't you tell me that beforehand? I'm not very tall. I probably could have snuck in with a mask and convinced you that I was a kid. I would have gone with the Fuzzy Peaches. For sure, Spruce Grove Steve says... All right, guys, you convinced me to keep Cook, and yes, he's in my flex spot. Would you start him against Cincy or Ford against the Cards? Hmm. Kind of like Ford. James, like I start James Cook in one of my leagues off and on. It's very much a matchup thing. So I'd say, yeah, tr- trust your gut. Ford against the Cards could be okay, but yeah, you know, James Cook might be good. Uh, no name here. 49 bags made, 30 gave out. The oldest kids came and handed out candy and watched movies. In the basement, daughter teared up as all the little ones were dressed up. Very nice. That's your hometown update, Brandon Douglas. Interesting. It's an emotional time out in Delburn at Halloween. Always has been. Are you looking for that text now? I, I was like, I was, I was just responding to another uh, texter who was kind enough to correct my grammar. Uh, thank you, Theo. I'm glad you never make uh, any mistakes in your day to day life. Uh, this is our job. We I speak for five hours a day. There could be the odd slip ups here and there. I saw Mike Rupp. I've seen Mike Rupp. I'd seen Mike Rupp. I done seen it. You done seen it. Hey, be you, be you. Uh, text here from 403. <laughs> Just started listening. I'm wondering if you guys already covered Chubby Russ last night dropping a $100 bill into that girl's Halloween sack courtside. No, I did not see that. Was this in like a nice wholesome way or a creepy way? I mean, Russ has a lot of money. That guy made a lot of money from the Denver Broncos and Seattle Seahawks and other ventures. 100 bucks to him might not be that much. That's a nice little... That's a nice little treat, though. I also did not see that, but if uh, if that is confirmed, hashtag confirmed true, wow. Good for Chubby Russ. <laughs> what a guy. You have to change his name, Mr. Generous Russ. That's yeah, way not, not Mr. Unlimited. Well, he's, his Mr. Unlimited money, basically, is uh, the moniker he could go by. Theo or Whaler, one of the two, says, all with love, my man. All with love. Correcting your grammar. Scalding Gord. This is a long one, Gord. I traded Philip Zidina, Boone Jenner, and Kyler Yamamoto for Pierre-Luc Dwok, Al Palmieri, and Connor Brown, my last three picks from our draft. And that's how badly the Oilers fan wants Brown gone. Brown was his number three pick, first in third round. That Yikes. seems very early to take Connor Brown, a guy who career high was, what, 40-something points? 
we spoke about this leading up, to, and we I think every hockey guest that we had joined us before the NHL season started, we asked about these Edmonton angles and what do they make of Connor Brown, and they all said, yeah, this is a very uh, a lot of upside as a late round option. Yeah, third round. Oh my goodness! Uh, and I would say, uh, yeah, Scalding Gord, I think you made out pretty well there, because um, yeah, I think Connor Brown is very likely to turn up and and PLD still getting things going in LA. They put on a clinic in Toronto last night as a collective. And I don't really think um, Kyle Yamamoto or Philip Zinid are necessarily going to be pumping out the points with uh, the sh- uh, Kraken and Sharks respectively. Boone Jenner, great player though. Love that guy. Great player, great name. Uh, Theo says, geez, want to throw my last name in there as well? I mean, if you want us to, Theo, for sure. Put your number out there. Blood type, everything. Did it, uh, speaking of blood type, uh, minor gear change. Did you uh, get the email from our good friend Marty Stevens over in the sales office about uh, the blood drive that uh, Stingray is doing? Did you sign up, Connor? I know you said you're. I, I, I've asked you this before. Have you donated before? Donated blood? I know you're not a big needles guy. You're putting me on the spot here. I, I'm glad you brought it up because I did want to get to that email. But I really hate our new email system, and I can't find it. Do you, if you have, if you're able to bring it up, do so. But I will say, no, I've never donated blood, and it's. It, I think it's such a good cause, and I, I hope to do it this this time. Maybe I will, but I I do not like needles. I shouldn't say that. It, it was something I was very unsure about, and then I actually I had to do a blood work, and it wasn't so bad. So then I asked you. I said, you know, is it similar to that? And you said it's a bigger needle. But it's not that bad. So I, I might go out there and do it. I don't even know what type of blood I have. What if, if I'm a universal donor and... Then they'll never stop calling you. Then I'll, I'll just keep on going. I'll be collecting a, a mug in no time. The thing is, I don't even... I wonder what donation you get a mug. I just hit 31. Uh, this, uh, this one coming up next Friday will be my sixth of the calendar year. Um, but I haven't gotten any sort of... I, didn't, I think I got a pin at 25, which... I don't know. Going back to our earlier conversation about the candy thing and feeling like I've been underserved. I've given <laughs> blood 31 times. You can't even offer me up a, a nice coffee mug to have in, in my home. Actually, I shouldn't even say that because I'm more than content with the uh, the snacks and a nice cold can of soda to sip on on my drive home after donating. But back in the day when I first started donating, they used to have soup there too. They don't anymore, which is something I miss. But, uh, yeah, I strongly encourage everybody to donate blood, uh, whether you're a one-time donor, regular donor, or if you've never been, join up with Connor here and go make a donation for the first time uh, leading into the winter months. Uh, they need it more than ever. Yeah, you know what? And imitation, Tom, <laughs> he says, I actually find my blood being taken to tickle, like to the point where I need to resist giggling. Nurses look at me like I'm a freak. They send you free stuff randomly as well. And it says, how about a 1440 donor party? We should, yeah, I mean, we should look into that. Uh, you mentioned it, Marty here, one of the, I, I don't know, big bosses. We'll just call him that, one of the big bosses. Marty's a big shot. He's a big shot. Sure. He sent it out, said, hey guys, thought it might be a good time uh, to remind you on Halloween that someone wants your blood. But right now it's not a very big crew. I don't uh, with with me joining the number hit three. So they're okay. We're we're gonna sh- we're gonna share the number. Full full honesty here. We're at three people, and uh, we are actually gonna try to load up a bus. Right, that's kind of the whole plan here. 
So yeah, if we if we can get some more people to get in on that, it is going to be on Friday, November tenth. It's uh, the Life Bus is going to pick up the first ten donors at noon to come in for their appointments. Also throwing in there with only two percent of Canadians supporting the entire country, Stingrays ten donations can go on to save up to thirty lives. Now more than ever, we need your help to meet the hospital's demand. We're up to four team members. Is that what you said? Three. Uh, I'm I'm on the page, our our team page. Well, there's a page on my blood app uh, right now, my Give Blood app, and we're up to four team members, five team donations for the year. Which, uh, not to brag, but I account for half of them with five. So okay, well, you know what? That is good. So Brandon, you have all the information here, right? If people did want to join up on this, uh, it's Friday, November tenth. How would you sign up? I. You would need to have the link, I think, to join our stingray team i don't know if it's for listeners or just maybe i can get some information from marty and bring this back tomorrow and see if it is like we can send people this information and they can join our stingray team which is the sports 1440 team as well as our uh, our friends here in the stingray studio cfcw k97 and um the breeze that would be great if that were the if that were the option uh I'll, i'll get some more intel from marty and come back tomorrow all right for for everybody curious about the uh, donation thing if you want to help us out this kind of just stingray studios just kind of spawned as we were talking about it is it's an amazing cause <laughs> scalding gourd says you connor alley can't give blood you can't get blood from a stone cold fox well i wouldn't <laughs> go that far and i think foxes do have blood it's it's in you to give very smart blood yeah. foxes are smart smart like a fox yeah i uh, it's intimidating to me, but I'll I'll certainly look into it. I, maybe I'll text my mom and see what kind of blood I have too, and maybe it's a, a bigger deal. And you know what? Hey, if if this conversation motivated you to go do so, let us know. Maybe there's a reward from 1440. Maybe, you know, blood.ca can hook you up with a mug or a, a pin or something, and maybe we have a rum butter bar or maybe a hat. Who knows? We might be able to do something for you. Uh, let us know, one 401 if you are one of those who's going to be giving some blood. Hot Eat School Treat says, Zach Moss, Hubbard, or Aaron Jones in my second RB spot. That's part one. And then Pickens or McLaurin as my flex. I will say I like Scary Terry. Uh, Heineke's going to play for the Commanders this week. Or no, sorry, he's in Atlanta. Never mind. It's going to be Sam Howell still. And Sam Howell's a baller. Old habits. He's a baller. Four touchdown passes last year. Eileen McLaurin consistency wise Pickens has upside but I don't know if it's always there but what do you think Moss Hubbard or Jones for second RB spot I'm just looking at each respective matchup this week so uh Aaron Jones and the Packers they are going up against the Rams who got sliced and diced pretty good by the Cowboys last week Zach Moss and the Colts they are up against the Panthers and finally Chuba Hubbard obviously on the other side of that, going up against the Colts. I think, Aaron, I, to me, this is, maybe it's just me being biased because of name value, but Aaron Jones is, that guy is a beast. He is such a better overall player than either Zach Moss or or Hubbard, and Zach Moss continually losing more and more touches to Jonathan Taylor, who is looking like he's pretty close back to, to full speed, like we saw him a few seasons ago. With um, Although, Taylor did not uh, play much in the second half no. uh, of this last weekend's game. So who knows if that was a precautionary measure? Maybe it was a, a little nagging injury. I haven't heard anything this week about uh, injury reports. I could be worth looking into. Uh, but yeah, I'll say Aaron Jones and on the receiver side of thing, yeah, Terry McLaurin, uh, Sam Howell is apparently awesome. 
and uh, I like that. Uh, I like that one for him. And versus the the Steelers tomorrow night, yeah, I, the Steelers offense does nothing for me. They they, they kind of stink. Eric asks, and I'm going to throw your way. Is it too soon to consider a Wyatt Johnston swap for either Norris or Barzell? I already waited too long on, on McTavish. Man, Johnston would have looked good on the Oilers from Eric. So Wyatt Johnston swap for Norris or Barzell? Yeah, Josh Norris. Uh, he's he's looking good, and we already touched on Barzell a little bit with uh, with Shane and his kind of the situation out on Long Island uh, with the Islanders' top six. Like they're they're a team that. Even still, they, they're gone from the Barry Trotz era. They're still a Lou Lamorello team, though, and they, they really focus on defense. And I think as a result, even with Barzell playing with better players now, his offensive upside I don't think will ever be fully reached until they completely change things over there. They lean on Sorokin very heavily. He's, in my opinion, the best goalie in the league right now uh, with Vasilevsky on the shelf. So I think... Either if you can get if it's an ad drop or a, like change in your starting lineup or a trade, I'm not sure. But uh, Johnson for Norris, I think is uh, is worthwhile. Otherwise, I think I'd hold on to Johnson. He he's kind of in that Dawson Mercer camp for me, where you're kind of waiting for things to to pop off here. We we've seen him do it in the past. He had a great rookie season as a as a very young player, and it's only going to get better for him. We got the text coming in here about Chubby Russ courtside. I think, yeah, it looks like he just gave someone 100 bucks uh, sitting courtside at the the Nuggets game, I would assume. Very cool. I wonder how, I wonder like a, an athlete like that, Russell Wilson, let's say Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, how much money do you think they carry on a daily basis? Like I'm, I'm lucky if I have a 10 spot in my wallet. Uh, a, a lot. And it's, <laughs> we touched on this somewhat briefly earlier this morning with uh, Schlemko and Karius about Joel Embiid when we were talking with um, uh, a writer from the Sixers mm-hmm. about uh, the fine that he got for a lewd celebration and saying it's basically pocket change for a guy like that who's making 50 sheets per year. So I, I, I don't think I can even fathom how much cash some of these athletes uh, actually carry around at any given time. I mean, yeah, I, I probably wouldn't. But... You know, I guess we'll see. Maybe maybe they just like to hand out hundos for fun. Uh, Scalding Gord says, let me know if there is a 1440 link. I'm going to go. Gord, you are the man. Uh, if anyone does want to, blood.ca, right, Brando? That's where people can, can book an appointment? Yeah, blood.ca, or you can call 888-2-DONATE. You can book over the phone. Um, there's an app you can download. Super easy. And like I said, I'll come back with more information tomorrow to see if you guys can kind of join our Stingray Donation uh, Collective. No name here, but FYI, you have to wait three months after getting a tattoo before you can donate blood. Very true. Wow, I don't have any tattoos. I don't plan on getting any, but good to know for those out there who might be considering it. Uh, we'll, we'll hand things over to Alan Mitchell, who's in studio, ready to go. He's got his large coffee. Coffee twins, Al. Are you guys going Yeah, well, we better wrap it up. Let's get to an update. Brandon Douglas brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall. WilhockBeefJerky.com. Here is Brandon Douglas.